Welcome to Realm of Faith Radio. You see, Jesus destroyed the devil. He paralyzed the devil. He dethroned the devil. He deposed the devil. He liquidated his works. He neutralized his works. He dissolved his works. He loosened us from the grip of the enemy. So Satan no longer has a right to dominate you with sickness, to dominate us with disease, because Jesus has set us free. Welcome to Realm of Faith Radio. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. Good day, everyone. Welcome once again to our broadcast. And we trust you've been blessed. Just if you've been listening to the previous ones, and um, I know you'll be blessed today as well. I'd like for us to start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you because you're a good God. We know that healing is your will for us. As we look into your word once again today, we know our hearts will be enlightened. We know we'll be impacted. Thank you for unveiling your word to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. We've been looking at seven most important things about divine healing. Seven most important things about divine healing in this new series. The very first two sessions in this series, we talked about the fact that healing is always God's will for us because it is in the redemptive plan. Healing is always God's will for us because it is in his redemptive plan. Well, then we began at the third session, which was the last session, to talk about the second thing, the fact that healing is always God's will for us because sickness and disease come from the devil. Healing is always God's will for us because sickness and disease come from the devil. We took our text from Acts 10, 38, and I'll read that again. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. We make this statement that Satan is not only the originator, but he's also the propagator of sickness and disease. And I refer to something that John Alexander Dowie said. John Alexander Dowie was uh, a man that God used to almost single-handedly bring back the truth of God's word about divine healing and the practice of it to the modern church. John Alexander Dowie said this. He said, sickness is the foul offspring of its father, Satan, and its mother, sin. Sickness is the foul offspring of its father, Satan, and its mother, sin. Now, of course, not necessarily because you sinned. Of course, if you sin, it can open the door to sickness in your body. James uh, 5, 14 and 15. John chapter 5, verse 14. Sin can open the door to sickness. But you see, not necessarily because you sinned. Because of Adam's sin. When Adam committed high treason, Satan became the god of this world. And he began his reign of tyranny over mankind. We also saw in the last episode from John 10.10, 10, where the Bible says that the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life 
and that they might have it more abundantly. So Jesus came that we might have an abundance of a new kind of life, the God kind of life, Zoe in the Greek. He came that we might have that life, that our spirits might be recreated, that we might be made brand new creatures, and that this same life that came into our spirits can be made manifest in our bodies. That which steals, that which kills, that which destroys is from the thief. God is not a thief. It's Satan who is the thief. It's Satan who is the oppressor. It's Satan who is the enemy of mankind. And God's word tells us in James 4, 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God. He says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. We're not to body up with the devil. We're not to body up with sickness. We're not to yield to disease. We're not to submit to the adversary. We're to resist him. When we resist him, what is he going to do? He's going to run. He'll run from us as in terror. That's one of the shades of meaning of the word flee. When we resist the devil, he will run from us as in terror. If you're born again, you are in the family of God. God the Father has delivered you from out of the control and the dominion of darkness. And he has transferred and translated you into the kingdom of the son of his love. You are not in the kingdom you used to be. You see, once upon a time, the devil was your father as well as your master. If you're born again, the devil was, was your father, was your master, but not anymore. Now you are his master. Now you have authority over him. Now you are in the family of God. Child of God, forbid sickness in your body. Forbid disease in your body. Don't permit it. Why? Because it is from the devil. If you're not sure where something comes from, you won't know what position to take towards it. You won't know whether to re receive it or to resist it. Listen. Sickness doesn't come from God. Sickness come from, comes from the devil. Some folks, I guess they're waiting until they see a creature uh, with horns, a pitchfork in his hand, and maybe a long tail, or who takes a selfie and the selfie says, guess what, I'm the devil. Or he wears a t-shirt and in front of the t-shirt is written, do you know who I am? And the back of the t-shirt says, I'm the devil. I think some people are waiting until they see a creature like that before they start resisting. Listen, if a temptation to sin comes, that's the devil, resist it. If a temptation to be sick comes, that's the devil, resist it. If symptoms of sickness, symptoms of disease, symptoms of deficiency come to your body, that's the devil, resist it. Thoughts of doubt, thoughts of fear, thoughts of anxiety, that's the devil, stand against it. First Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. The Bible says, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. You see, the devil is our adversary, he's not our friend, he's our opponent. And what position should we take where he's concerned. Are we to body up with him? Are we to permit him to do whatever he wants? No, we're not. The Bible says we're to resist him steadfast. We're to stand our ground against him. See, God will not tell us to do what we can't do. God tells us to resist the devil because we can resist the devil. The devil is resistible. 
It's the word of God that is irresistible. And it's with the word of God that we stand our ground against disease. It's with the word of God that we stand our ground against the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8. The Bible says there that for this purpose, whosoever sinneth is, is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. It goes on to say, for this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So Jesus was manifested to not only destroy the devil, but also to destroy his works. And like we've seen, sickness and disease, they constitute part of the works of the devil. It's not God's work. It's the devil's work. So what should you do with it? Stand against it. Forbid it. It's not from heaven. It's not from God. It's from the devil. Praise the Lord. Sickness and disease come from the devil. So we saw that from Acts 10, 38. We saw from John 10, 10. We saw also from 1 John 3, 8. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. The word destroy there in the Greek is the word luo. And one of the shades of his meanings is to render ineffective. A translation actually uh, renders it to neutralize the works of the devil or to dissolve the works of the devil, to make ineffective in our lives the works of the devil. So the devil has been neutralized. He has been liquidated. He has been put to naught. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, the Bible says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, says Jesus himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. You see, Jesus destroyed the devil. He paralyzed the devil. He dethroned the devil. He deposed the devil. He liquidated his works. He neutralized his works. He dissolved his works. He loosened us from the grip of the enemy. So Satan no longer has a right to dominate you with sickness, to dominate us with disease, because Jesus has set us free. Jesus has broken the power of the devil over our lives. So we are to stand against sickness today. We are to stand against disease today because sickness and disease come from Satan. Now I want us to look at another scripture. Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. We see from verse 11 of Luke 13 to verse 17 an account of healing. I'll read the entire context so we get the full picture here. Luke chapter 13. Let's start from verse 10. Let's read from verse 10 through to 17. Luke 13, 10 to 17. It says, And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Now, he there is Jesus. Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. And it happened to be a Sabbath day. Verse 11 says, And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Notice, a spirit of infirmity. So there was an evil spirit responsible for this infirmity. She had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. So she was bowed together. She couldn't lift up herself. Verse 12. And when Jesus saw her, 
He called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Notice that. Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Verse 13, And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Verse 14, And the ruler of the synagogue with indignation, he was mad, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. I'll take that verse 14 again. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, so the ruler of the synagogue said to the people, he was mad, he was indignant, he was angry, because Jesus healed on the Sabbath. Now what did the ruler of the synagogue say? He said this, that there are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. So the man saw healing as work, and he saw it as, why are you guys, you know, why is Jesus doing this? Why is he working on the Sabbath day? He shouldn't be. He had more res respect for a day than he did the Lord. He had more respect for a day than he did a life. He had more respect for a custom than he did the well-being of a fellow human. Verse 15, the Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite. Does not each of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the stall, his donkey, and lead him, lead him away to watering? Don't you feed your livestock on the Sabbath? Verse 16, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound low these eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And I come to verse 16 in a bit. Verse 17, And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. You notice that while the people rejoiced, religious folks got mad. Praise God. So they rejoiced. They were glad. This, the lady was healed. Now, going back to verse 16, let's listen to what Jesus said about it. He said, and ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound low these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. In Luke 13, 16, Jesus says three very outstanding things, three very outstanding truths. Number one, Jesus said, the woman ought to be loosed. The woman ought to be loosed. And not, not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound low these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. So Jesus was saying the lady ought to be loosed, whether it's Sabbath or isn't Sabbath. See, the Sabbath day was a sacred day. And Jesus healed on the Sabbath to show that healing is sacred. It's special. It's important to God. And Jesus saw healing on the same level as a good work. So, leading your animal to get uh, water to drink, feeding your livestock, just caring for the life of another person. Jesus says it's the same thing about healing. God places tremendous value on the human life. And so he wants us well. So first, three statements I said, three outstanding truths that Jesus put out in Luke 13, 16. 
The first of them is this. Jesus said the woman ought to be loosed. She ought to be loosed. She shouldn't be bound. She ought to be loosed. So this lets us see that God sees sickness as bondage. Sickness is bondage. Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. God doesn't want you entangled with the yoke of bondage. Sickness is bondage and you ought to be loosed. You ought to be loosed. So number one, Jesus said the woman ought to be loosed from the sickness. Sickness is bondage. She ought to be loosed from it. Number two, Jesus said, and not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound low these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. So first, she ought to be loosed. Second, it was Satan who bound her, not God. It was Satan who bound her. In John 6, 38, Jesus said, I came not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. So Jesus was a revelation of the Father's will. In Hebrews chapter 1, from verse 1 through to 3, the Bible says, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he hath by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So we see there that Jesus is God speaking to us today. We also see there that Jesus is the express image of God's person. He's the very outshining of the Father, the effulgence of the Father's, of the Father's glory. That's who Jesus is. He's a revelation of God to us. Jesus is actually God made manifest in the flesh. Jesus is God speaking to us today. And what did Jesus say? What is God saying? God is saying to us that it was Satan who had that lady bound. Sickness and disease is satanic bondage. God doesn't want you in bondage to the devil. Sickness and disease come from Satan. Sickness is not a friend of mankind. Sickness is an enemy. You know, sometimes I'm amazed that some people's logic you know, they'll say, well, yeah, healing is in God's will. But at the same time, they'll go to the doctor and they'll seek medical help and they'll pay good money to get medication, to get well. Well, by their logic, you'll have thought that since their healing is in God's will uh, uh, and maybe the sickness is God's will, they ought to ask for God to give them more sickness and they ought to want to stay sick so that they can be in the center of God's will. But instead of doing that, they're trying to get well. Why? Because they know somewhere deep down on the inside of them that sickness isn't good. Listen, sickness isn't good and it isn't from God and it isn't God's will. Sickness and disease come from the devil and God doesn't want us with the devil's goods. God doesn't want us with the devil's items. It's contraband. What are we to do with it? We are to resist it. So, the lady ought to be loosed. That's the first thing. Two, it was Satan who had her bound. It was Satan who had her bound. Amen. The third point we see here is this. I not know this woman. Being a daughter of Abraham. Being a daughter of Abraham. 
whom Satan had bound all these 18 years, be loosed from the bond of the Sabbath day. Jesus said the reason the woman ought to be loosed is because she's a daughter of Abraham. You say, wow, how I wish I was a Jew. How I wish I was also a son of Abraham or a daughter of Abraham. Let me tell you something. You don't have to keep wishing. If you are born again, you're a son of Abraham. You're a daughter of Abraham. In Galatians chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3, in verse 29, Galatians 3, 29, the Bible says, And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. If you are Christ's, the Bible says you are Abraham's seed and you are an heir according to the promise. If you back off in that same chapter, Galatians chapter 3, verse 7 says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Are you of faith? If you're born again, you're of faith. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, the gift of God. Every person who is saved is of faith. Amen. We're of faith. Galatians 6.10 says, Do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. So if you're born again, you're of the household of faith. You're of faith. And because you're of faith, you are a child of Abraham. You're a seed of Abraham. Verse 9 says, So then, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So we're blessed with faithful Abraham. And verse 29 says, And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So if that daughter of Abraham ought to be loosed, this daughter of Abraham ought to be loosed. This son of Abraham ought to be loosed. If you're born again, you're a child of Abraham. You're a daughter of Abraham. And you ought to be loosed as well. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. The Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So you see, the blessing of Abraham is ours. The blessing of Abraham is ours. That daughter of Abraham ought to be loosed, and so we ought to be loosed as well. So, healing is always God's will for the sick. We said, number one, because sickness and disease come from the devil. Then the second of the seven most important things about divine healing that we're looking at is this. We said that healing is always God's will for the sick because sickness and disease come from the devil. Sickness and disease come from the devil. Sickness doesn't come from heaven. Sickness doesn't come from God. Disease doesn't come from God. Disease comes from the adversary. And God does not want us with the devil's goods. God does not want us with the devil's stuff. It breaks God's heart to see you sick. You are his creation. You are made in his image. You are made after his likeness. And if you're born again, then you are his child. God doesn't want his children sick. God doesn't want you sick. Healing belongs to you. Healing is God's will for you. Not only because it's in the plan of redemption, but also because sickness and disease come from the adversary. Sickness and disease come from the devil. What shall our posture be towards the devil? One of uncompromising warfare with him. One of a position of victory. A stand of victory. Because Colossians 2.15 says, And having spoiled 
principalities and powers. Jesus made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Jesus has already defeated the devil. Jesus has already brought the devil to naught. Jesus has already given the church authority over the devil and authority over his wiles. We have authority over him. We can stand against disease. We can stand against sickness. We can stand against the works of the devil in our lives. How do we do that? We simply use the word of God and we use the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, forbid that condition and you'll see that healing is yours. Well, trust you've had a great time with this broadcast today. We look forward to uh, you listening to us at the next time. Praise God. Have a nice night's rest. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to Rema Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Rema Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.